Welcome to the Pivot to Your Passion podcast. I'm Jess, your host. This is the podcast where we dive deep and we talk about life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We discuss all things life, parenting, mental health, and money. You won't want to miss a single episode. A little bit about me. Well, my husband and I, along with our three boys, paid off $100,000 of debt in less than two years. I happened to have a huge mental health breakdown right before this happened, and so things were a little chaotic to say the least. So now I want to share with others, I want to share with you how to navigate life without the stress and overwhelm. So let's dive on in. I am so happy you are here today because we are going to be talking about how to prepare for the upcoming busy and often stressful holiday season. How you can change your habits now to reduce your stress and overwhelm and increase your joy. My holiday season used to be super stressful. It would be, you know, November, right before Thanksgiving in which we would try to spend as much time together as a family. We would decide who was going to host Thanksgiving, who was going to host Christmas, how much travel would be involved, who was making what for food. Then I would start hearing all about Black Friday, and I would hear or see the ads, and I would realize that I had no idea what to buy my loved ones, my friends, my whoever was in my life at that time, what I would buy them for um, Christmas. And I would worry about gift buying way ahead of time. I would try to go Black Friday shopping to save money so I wouldn't overspend on holiday gifts. And I am not a huge lover of big, big crowds, so that was not very much fun. December would ultimately arrive, and I was busy trying to find the perfect gift for everyone on my list. I would always spend way too much money each and every year. I didn't have a budget. I just bought what I thought would work for that person and deal with the credit card bill later. 70% of Americans overspend for the holidays. So if this is you, you are not alone. But you don't have to overspend. You don't have to be super stressed around the holidays. You can take time now to prepare for the upcoming holiday season. So I personally set aside $100 automatically each and every month from January through December. And this goes into my Christmas savings account or my sinking fund or my envelope, wherever I want to house that money. So when December comes around, I have at least $1,200 to spend on everything related to Christmas or um, that or that can include gifts, food, travel, lodging, whatever I want it to include, decorations. So if I'm able to save more money throughout the year, I do that too. So say I get a tax refund or a bonus at work, or I work some overtime, I do some extra photo shoots, I can put some of that money into my savings account for Christmas. Christmas is on the same date every year. We all know this. So I have the whole year to plan for it, and so do you. It might sound a little crazy to get through Christmas and in January be putting money away for the following December, for that following holiday. But I'm always grateful that I saved all year long so that when the holiday season comes around, I have a 
chunk of money to spend. And I don't have to worry so much about um, going into debt or having a huge credit card bill around the holiday season. I also start shopping early in the year. Now, at the time of this recording, it's October. I've only gotten two gifts, but I am thinking ahead on what I want to buy for people. And if I see something, especially if it's on sale, I will pick it up. I have a spot in my house where I keep the gifts that I buy in advance. And so it reduces my stress when, say, November or December rolls around. I already have a few gifts um, and some of those items checked off of my to-do list. So the more you can prepare and plan ahead and do in advance, the less chaotic the holiday season is going to be for you. So for example, right now, I have one of my three sons' big gifts bought already, and then I have a gift for my mom and my niece bought. So I actually have three gifts. And again, I have a spot in the house where I keep this. It's not a crazy big start. But it is a start. So I will take every little bit I can get. Some of the things we do are our habits. And habits are repetitive behaviors. There are actions and routines that we perform regularly, that we do often without even thinking about it or having an intention to do it. It's automatic. And these habits can influence our daily lives in significant ways by shaping our actions, our decisions, and really our overall lifestyle. So I want to dig into the science of habits a little bit because I want you to understand how habits are formed, how they work, and why they can be challenging to change. At the core of this science is the concept of the habit loop, which consists of three key components, cue, routine, and reward. So this loop was extensively uh, studied and popularized by Charles, I'm going to probably uh, really hurt his last name, but uh, screw it up, but Duhigg, Duhigg, and he has a book, The Powerful or The Power of Habit. So he has a book, The Power of Habit. So number one, the cue. The cue is the trigger or signal that initiates a habit. It can be anything from a specific time of day, a particular location, an emotional state, a social context, or even a specific person. So cues serve as prompts that tell your brain to go into some automatic mode and start a particular habit. The routine is the actual behavior or action that defines the habit. It's what you do in response to the cue. This can be a physical action, a mental process, or a combination of both. For example, if the cue is stress from an emotional state, the routine might be eating junk food as a way to cope. Then there's the reward, and the reward is obviously the positive outcome or benefit that comes from completing the routine. It it somehow satisfies a craving or a desire. So it makes the habit loop more likely to be repeated in the future. Rewards can be a physical, 
emotional, or psychological. In the case of stress eating, the reward might be a temporary reduction in stress or an increase in comfort. So here is how the uh, habit loop works. So you get a cue, you encounter a cue or trigger. Again, uh, say for instance, you feel stressed after a long day at work. So you, in response to that cue is the routine. You engage in a habitual behavior. In this case, you start reaching for a bag of chips and queso and you start eating it. And the reward is as you eat the chips, you experience um, an experience or a reward such as a brief sense of release from relief from the stress. So over time, this habit loop becomes more ingrained in your brain and your brain associates the cues so that stress with the routine eating the chips and the reward is the stress relief. So as a result, the next time that you encounter this stress, your brain automatically prompts you to follow the same routine because it's anticipating the reward. It knows that by eating those chips and queso, that you are going to get a brief sense of relief from the stress. So understanding the science of habits and the habit loop is crucial for those looking to change or replace habits. And so to modify a habit, you can focus on identifying your cues. So recognize the cues that trigger a particular habit. So are they external like a specific time or place or are they internal like an emotion? Identifying the cues is the first step in changing habits. Next, you can do um, replace your routine. So once you've identified the cues, you can work on substituting the routine with a healthier one. So for instance, instead of eating chips when you're stressed, you might practice deep breathing exercises or going for a walk. Then maintaining rewards. So ensure that the new routine provides a satisfying reward. This reinforces the habit loop. So in the stress eating example, the reward from deep breathing could be a sense of calm and relaxation. For me, I always feel better after I go for a walk. And so that would be my reward is that I just feel better overall. So again, by understanding the science of habits and applying it strategically, you can make positive changes in your life by replacing negative and unhelpful habits with healthier ones. So if you're always waiting until the last minute, say, to buy Christmas gifts or plan your holiday schedule, it's ultimately going to lead to more stress. So if you plan ahead, plan out um, your holidays, where you're spending the holidays, who's bringing and preparing what dishes and meals, and start your Christmas shopping sooner and saving money for the anticipated you know, more money we're spending around the holiday season, you're likely to have less stress. Increased stress during the holiday season can lead to unhealthy habits. Maybe they're old habits and maybe they're new habits. So again, planning ahead can not only help you save money, but you could also potentially eat healthier because let's say you plan out your meals, you plan healthy snacks, you're going to be less stressed out, you won't tend to overeat or grab those quick and easy uh, snacks, but oftentimes unhealthy snacks. 
See, when we get stressed, we tend to use these unhealthy coping coping strategies and habits. So, for example, drinking more alcohol, especially around the holidays, eat or exercising less, eating more, especially um, if we live in colder climates of the world, we're going to be exercising less less often, typically. Neglecting self-care or sleep deprivation because you're a busy mom, you're trying to get all the things done. So again, planning ahead for the holidays in whatever way you are able to will ultimately help you decrease your stress and overwhelm and decrease the unhealthy coping strategies. So before the holiday season arrives, try writing down what your ideal holiday season or days around the holidays is going to look like. What is your ideal vision? Then I want you to list out the steps that you can take to create that vision, to have ways to replace those unhealthy holiday habits with healthier ones, and changing your mindset around how the holidays will look and feel like might be needed. So say you want to have your gifts bought, paid for, wrapped, and all under the Christmas tree one week before Christmas. What are the steps that you need to take now to achieve this? Maybe you need to have your budget and your money all done by December 1st and your gifts or your gift list written out by December 5th and your gifts bought by December 15th and then all of them wrapped in under the tree by December 20th. It could be something as simple as that. Really think about what you need to do, though, in order to achieve your goals and vision. This can be for the holidays, but it can be for the new year. It can be for your job, your business, your personal life. It can be for anything. The important thing is creating a vision in your mind of what you want things to look like and really listing out the steps to get that are going to take you there. Now, there are going to be times where you probably need to set boundaries and say no, especially around the holidays, to limit your stress load and what you are taking on. You might need to say no to making 10 dozen batches of cookies and making the ham and potatoes and buying the Christmas gifts um, for your children from your parents, and setting boundaries is so important for everyday life and each season of life, not just around the holidays. Same goes with your budget. You need to have a budget for each month of the year, not just in November and December. Each holiday season, I set a budget, create lists, set goals, and decide just how much I am willing to do to celebrate the holidays. So am I going to decorate inside, outside, make dozens of cookies and pies, decorate the cookies, buy all the gifts, and so on? Or maybe I decide that I'm going to decorate our main area of the house and our deck and I'll make two different types of cookies, one batch each, and I will buy gifts for immediate family members. But maybe I decide I won't buy extra gifts for all of my friends. I won't plan to cook five meals um, around the holidays and I'll only help cook two meals. It really is about focusing your energy on the things that you want to do and that will make you happiest. 
Cutting back doesn't mean celebrating less. It's about setting boundaries and making sure you are taking care of yourself and not overworking and overdoing everything to make a good impression on others or overdoing it so that you can't even enjoy the time spent with family and loved ones. So I want you to prepare now. I would love for you to message me. You can find me on Instagram at Jess Wayne Coaching. You can find me over on my uh, website at JessWayneCoaching.com. I want you to message me. Send me a message and let me know what you're going to do to prepare now for the upcoming holiday season because it is just around the corner. Let me know how you are also going to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and not overdoing it this holiday season. So much falls on the shoulders of moms and I want you to take time to focus on yourself this holiday season as well. That wraps up this episode of the Pivot to Your Passion podcast. As always, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to listen to me talk about all things life-related. If you feel so inclined, I would love if you would share this episode or this podcast with some of your mom friends who might need just a little bit of encouragement to get through their busy day. As always, Make today a great day. We have so much to be thankful for.